Here we go. Okay, I want us to go to Matthew uh, uh, and look at something Jesus said here first before we get rolling here. Uh, Matthew chapter chapter 12. And let's see. Okay, uh, Matthew chapter 12. You get, it's like these are videos because we're getting to actually see. Remember, you're, the Bible's uh, called scripture, but it's history. Okay. But anyway, about that time, Jesus was walking one day through some grain fields with his disciples. Remember, he's going to eat, and, and it's, the, it's the religious people. And we could be like that, too. And boy, I tell you, you want to make sure you stay right with the scriptures. Uh, otherwise, you're going to be picking up on some beliefs like Phil was talking about. You know, and you're, just, you're just leaving Jesus behind because of your own beliefs. And you've got to make sure your beliefs stay with the scriptures because that's our foundation. Okay, okay. Oh, because you can't go by your feelings. Well, I just feel like God loves me. Don't go by that. You need to know the scripture says God loves you. Well, can you prove it? John 3, 16. God so loved, there you go. Good. God so loved the world. Well, he, you know, he, he loved you because you went to church. No, he loved the world. He loved the world. Okay, anyway. About this time, Jesus was walking one day through some grain fields with his disciples. It was on a Sabbath. Okay, so they're, you know, he created the world in six, he created the world in six days and one day to rest. That's where that come from. The Jewish day of worship. And the disciples were hungry. So they began breaking off the wheat and eating some of the grain. Picking blackberries. <gasps> not supposed to be doing that, you know. Not supposed to. Not supposed to. And there's a whole long list we come up with. And double check yourself on that. Not supposed to. Not supposed to. Because you're going to put yourself in condemnation. Anyway, but some of the Pharisees saw them do it and protested. Your disciples are breaking the law. Oh, they're harvesting on the Sabbath. But Jesus said to them, haven't you ever read? King James says, have you not read? That's what I want you to say. Have you not read? Read? Well, that's, that's for kids. No, it's not. It's for all. Jesus said this to adults. He said this to people that, ha, oh, please, Jesus, I went to seminary. That's the reason I didn't go. I'm glad. I'm 58 years old. I'm I did not go for this very reason. I had four-year degree in religion already as a Baptist, Samford University, and we didn't crack the book. I'm telling you, we didn't crack the book. We had a book called The Minor Prophets. And I thought, okay, good, we'll be studying. No, it was a book about it. <sighs> I learned so much on my own and figured it out. On my own. I didn't read anybody else's book. I read this book. You know, we only need one book. Yeah, but Richard, I can't understand. You know why you can't understand it? Get it in your language. I can't understand some of this either. This is King James, right? I'm just going to pick a spot. Okay. King James. In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and visions on his bed and then wrote the dream down in the sum of the matters. Sum of the matters? What is this? I've taken Excel. The sum of... No, it, it's not the sum of the matters. It's what he heard in that vision. But immediately, I would have already went, well, I read that. I read Daniel. Your eyes went across it, but you didn't see anything. Get it in your language and you'll get it. Praise the Lord. And it's true. That's the reason we use the Living Bible here. Okay. So have you never, have you, uh, haven't you ever read? I've read the Bible through. If you read it through, you'd be up here with me. Because you couldn't be quiet. Praise the Lord. This stuff is so wonderful. Now, let's go to the book of Hebrews just a second. So Jesus said, haven't you read? Uh, we'll get this just a second. Book of Hebrews not showing up, but it will. There it goes. Hit it twice. All right. Book of Hebrews, let's see, where's that? It's New Testament here. Oh, down there, Heb. All right. Hebrews chapter 11. Uh, this is one long, it's not really that long. It's a letter. But anyway, he lists things that we've seen in the scriptures here. And he's talking about Abraham and, and uh, uh, well, actually started with Abel there. And there's Enoch, you know. And I want to come on down here. 
And I, look at this. Right down here. Da, 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 right, he quits talking about uh, Moses. Oh, look at verse 32. Hebrews 11, verse 32. Well, how much more do I need to say? It would take too long. What? To recount the fairy tales. No, wait a minute. It said the stories. The stories. Notice it would take too long. Well, that's because he's got a point he's trying to make here. But being there is a lot of stories. And Jesus said, haven't you read? See, he was there. He knows. He was there. But anyway, notice he says, recount the stories of faith of Gideon. And we're going to stop right there. We're going to look at Gideon. But before we go to Gideon, I want to show you how wonderful your Bible is. Okay, we know where Jesus is. Okay, let's take Matthew just a moment. Uh, Matthew's Gospel. That starts in your Bible. It would be called the uh, oh, the New Testament. You'd see, you'd see. Uh, let's see, where's Matthew at? There's Hosea. Hosea. Here's Matthew. Matthew chapter. There it is. Yeah. New Testament, about this big. Okay, Old Testament right here. It's history and history. Now I want to show you something so surprising. You go, well, what about the gap? There was no gap. In, the, in, in Malachi chapter... The Bible is so short. The last verse... See if you can catch this. Okay, The last verse of Malachi. The last verse of the Old Testament. See, I will send you another prophet. Like Elijah. Coming... Uh, uh, before the coming and the dreadful uh, judgment day of the Lord. His preaching will bring the fathers and children together, where have you heard this? And they'll be of one mind and heart, and they'll know that if they do not repent, I will come and utterly destroy the land. You know who that prophet was? John the Baptist. Here he is. On the next page, praise the Lord. John the Baptist is coming up next. You see him in Mark, you see him in Luke, and so the the link is, it, it, anyway, it's a, it's a complete historic link right there. But anyway, okay, now, uh, show you how short this, 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 uh, this time frame is here. Let's go to, just to show you, in 1 Kings, Kings is a list of the kings. Great. Let's jump in this, his story, just a minute. His story, watch this. It was the spring of the fourth year of Solomon's reign. Fourth year, Solomon, who was Solomon's dad? David. Who was king before David? Saul, okay. Look at this. He just built the temple. Okay? 480 years. See, here's where we're going to get in trouble because this never happened. It never happened because we believe it didn't happen. And we might as well assume Jesus never did happen. We might as well just assume our professors and whatever that believe in evolution and, and blah, 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 blah. We might as well just believe them. And who are they? I saw the documentary on TV and they had the music in the background. Whoopee! That means nothing. It means zero. And guess who's hated more than anybody? The Jews are. Why are they hated? Going after the scriptures here. Jesus said, marvel not that the world hates you. They don't want anything to do with this actual story. So when you look at this, 480 years after the people left, well, that didn't happen. See, we are in a terrible hole here. We know better. It did happen. 480 years after they left Egypt. Now, let's say we're in Egypt. Moses shows up, let my people go. How long was it when he said, let my people go till they got to the promised land? I'll answer that. It was a year and a half. They went straight there. But then something happened. We're not going in there. What was the time frame then? 40 years. Okay, 40 years wandering around. 
Then finally they go to the promised land again. So now we know that part of this 480, you had 40 years of it wandering around there before they got to the promised land. Now, let's go to, uh, let's see. Uh, let's back up just a bit. I'm going to show you another history marker right here. Let's go to the sixth chapter. Excuse me, I'm still in Kings. Boom, 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 boom. Okay, here's David. He's fixing to die. David, as death approached, he said, hey, my son, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. Okay. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Verse 10. Then David was, then David died, was buried in Jerusalem. He had reigned. Now remember, he had a historian. He had a secretary. He had a personal chaplain. And he was king. I mean, these people are not country bumpkins. He reigned over Israel 40 years. So that 480 years, you can back up 40 years. I'm just showing you how the timeline, this is the reason we have these timelines. Okay. All right, so he was 40 years, seven of them at Hebrew, and the rest of them were at Jerusalem. Okay, I got you. Let's go next to, uh, I want to go to, let's see. Let's go to Deuteronomy. I'm going to go chapter 4. They are at the promised land. They're not in it. They're at the promised land. This is that big, long speech. See, look at that. It records Moses' address when they were camped at the valley. This is what they would listen to. And they would listen to this speech. This speech was given on February 15th, so it couldn't have lasted 10 years. Notice it only takes 11 days to get to the Holy Land. Okay, but anyway, here we go. I want to go to something in chapter 4 here. Look what Moses says down here. Verse uh, 25. In the future, when your children and grandchildren are born, and you have been in the land a long time, you've defiled yourself by making idols, and the Lord your God is very angry because of your sin. Heaven and earth are witnesses that you will quickly be destroyed from the land. Now soon you will cross over in the Jordan River. See, they're not there yet. And Moses warning them, you guys are going to go after idols. Now look what he says. But your days will be brief. That's because they're going to worship these stupid idols. I like the sun god. I like this. So, remember, Solomon just wrote down, he built that temple 480 years after they got out of Egypt. 40 years from the time of Egypt, here they are. They're fixing to go in. Moses says, it's going to be brief. It's not going to last long. Okay, that gives us where we're at. Okay, we know it's been 40 years since Pharaoh, and that's going to put us here at, uh, uh, let's go to, I'm going to stay in the same book here. Let me just do this. Uh, Deuteronomy, let's go all the way into this speech. Speech, 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 speech. Here it goes. The very end of this thing. Moses, he's, he's done. He said, I'm 120 years old. I'm no longer able to lead you. And so what's going to happen is, here we go. Uh, well, he tells a little blessing there. Okay. And then, uh, anyway, after the death of Moses, Joshua took him in. Okay. At the end of Joshua, remember, it wasn't going to last long. It probably lasted about 50 or 60 years. I don't think it went 100. I'm, I'm not sure, but it didn't last long because it was only four, It was 480 years before... Uh, before they got to um, Solomon. So they lost this place. Now that's the reason for the judges. The judges were special people like Samson, other guys, and we're going to look at Gideon because remember Jesus said, have you not read? So here we go. The people of Israel began once again to worship other gods. Once again, the Lord let the enemies harass them. This time it was by the people of Midian for seven years. The Midianites, look at that, were so cruel that the Israelis, now this is the promised land. They had to hightail it. They took to the mountains, living in caves and dens. When they planted their seed, marauders from marauders came from Midian and Amalek and other neighboring nations, and they destroyed their crops, plundered the countryside as far as Gaza. Can you imagine that? You work hard. Hey, thank you, Janet. That was a great paycheck. It's mine. 
Mel, give me your money too. We lost everything. This is terrible. Okay? Anyway. Uh, but, you know, what's so cool about this? This is, thank God we're in the, I'm so glad I'm in the Bible belt. Yeah, I just give all the praise to Jesus, you know. But even when you're in the Bible belt, you want to make sure you're focusing on Jesus, not on a bunch of rules, okay? Stay with Jesus. Otherwise, you're going to get tangled up in something you shouldn't get tangled up in. But anyway, watch how, watch how uh, this takes place. Okay. So anyway, enemy hordes uh, arrived on droves and camels, too number, numerous to count, and they stayed until the land was completely stripped and devastated. So Israel was reduced to abject poverty because of the Midians. Look at that last statement. Here they go. Then at last. Why didn't it say it was the Lord's will? It wasn't the Lord. The Lord's will was to call on him the whole time. These dingbats finally go, you know what? We probably need to ask the Lord. Oh, here they go. Then at last, the people of Israel began to cry out to the Lord for his help. Now, that's what's so great about us today. Thank God. I am going to boast in the Lord. Just stay that way. Always trust the Lord. It'll keep you in practice because it's so easy to see how quick it falls off. I drive down the road and I see people and I go, I know they've never ever been to church. And, it, I, and it's not their fault. You know, they just, the culture got a hold of them or whatever and they just don't know anything about Jesus. That's the reason we're telling them about Jesus, you know. It's so easy. You, you, look how quick they lost it. They just got, for, oh, it ain't been 40 years since Pharaoh. Well, no, it's been probably 100 years. Anyway, however, the Lord's reply through the prophet he sent them was this. The Lord God of Israel brought you out of slavery in Egypt. Lie, never happened. Oh, yeah, it did too. And I rescued you from the Egyptians, from all who were cruel to you, and drove out your enemies before he gave you their land. He told me, he is the Lord your God, and you must not worship the gods of the Amorites who live around you on every side. But you've not listened to him. Okay, yeah, yeah, we got it. We blew it. Yeah, see, that's what they were doing. It wasn't like, well, it all fall apart because it's a large wheel. No. Then one day, look at this. Now remember, we got to assume this is history. It is history. Remember, heard the story said, well, you're putting out a fleece before the Lord. This is where it come from, okay? You'll see where that came from. One day, the angel of the Lord came and sat beneath the oak tree at Ophrah on the farm of Joash, the Ebrazite. In other words, history, 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 right? Joash's son, Gideon, had been threshing wheat there by hand at the bottom of the grape press. Now, notice why. A pit where the grapes were pressed to make wine. Who cares? He was hiding from the Midianites. What's the angel showing up to somebody's house who's making wine for? See, we don't get involved in that. Leave that alone. That'll trip you up. You'll miss Jesus so many times. Worrying about somebody having a drink. Gee. Anyway, the Lord appeared to him and said, look what he called him. Look what he called him. And he's running for his life all the time. He said, mighty soldier. I, I, I like to think like the Three Stooges. They say, gentlemen, the Three Stooges jump around and they look for somebody else. Because <laughs> it's not them, they think, you know. He said, you're a mighty soldier. The Lord's with you. Now look what Gideon said. Stranger? Gideon replied, if the Lord is with us, why is all this happening to us? Oh, wait, Gideon, hold on. We've got great books in America. Great books. How to still praise the Lord when things go wrong. How I dealt with my problem. Christian book number three. How I, I'm not listening to that. When it all falls apart, I need to be on my knees. It's got to turn around. This angel looked at him and said, you're a mighty soldier. Jump back. Yeah, mighty soldier. Let's keep reading. If the Lord's with us, why has all this happened to us? Look at this. And where are all the miracles? Well, the miracles have passed away. That's what I was told. 
I was told to preach that. Well, God uses, no, what they were trying to say was God uses psychology today. We need to be better people, learn to have anger control, don't spank your kids when you're angry, you know, always be at work on time, blah, 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 blah. Never knew any of these stories. Look what Gideon said. Where are all the miracles? Look at that. That our ancestors told us about, such as when God brought them out of Egypt. Now the Lord has thrown us away and let the Medians completely ruin us. Now remember, he needed to go figure out why. Well, of course, I'm sure he did find out. Then the Lord turned to him and said, I'll make you strong. Go save Israel from the Midianites. Now remember, we just read they were like sand of the sea. Gideon's like, are you out of your mind? But now he did know this was an angel. So watch what he says. Gideon replied, sir, how can I save Israel? My family is the poorest in the whole tribe of Manasseh. Now Manasseh is one of the 12 kids of Jacob. Okay. I am the least thought of in my entire family. Now, what does this do for you when you read it? You know, does God even know my name? Of course he does. You know, who am I? You've got, praise the Lord. Lord's going to take care of everything you got. Just do it, do it. Gideon did here. Wherefore the Lord said to him, but I, Jehovah, will be with you. Now, do we have that today or not? Yeah, greater is he that is in you than he is in the world. We have Emmanuel. One of my favorite things is... uh, What's uh, Nathan, when he was introduced to Jesus in John chapter 1, Jesus came up to him and said, Hey, here's an Israelite with whom there's no guile. And Nathan goes, How do you know me? And Jesus, remember what he said? Jesus said, I saw you underneath that fig tree. I saw you underneath that fig tree? Maybe he was doing like Bob was doing, just twiddling his thumb. Yeah. He's just twiddling his thumbs. And he's thinking, nobody in this world knows I'm twiddling. And all of a sudden, Jesus goes, I saw you twiddling your thumbs under that fig tree. And know what Nathaniel said? He says, the God of Israel, the Messiah. And Jesus said, you believe just because of that? You will see greater things than that. And that's where we're supposed to be today when we walk out of this room. Praise God, i got greater things happening to me when I walk out of here. It's not over with. And he sees me and he knows me. So that's what Gideon was dealing with. So anyway, he says, oh. Gideon says, well, the Lord said, I'll be with you. You'll quickly destroy the Midianites. Boy, he, did, he nailed them. And you already know the story. With 300 men, he had 20,000. God said, you got too many. He said, tell all the ones that are scared to go home. He lost, no, he had 30,000. He lost 20 right then. Well, I'm scared. I ain't going. <laughs> so now he's down to 10,000. The Lord says, you got, still got too many. And then he made them all get down, drink. He said, have them all take a drink. Some of them drank like a dog and some of them cupped their hands. And the ones that cupped their hands, the Lord said, use those. 300. And Gideon's trying to figure out, and I'm going to wipe out. So now you know what he's coming up against. Okay, but that hadn't happened yet, but it's fixed too. So he says, uh, if it's really you and you're going to help me, then do some miracle to prove it. Prove it's really Jehovah who's talking to me. But stay here and I'll go get a present for you. All right, the angel agreed. I'll stay here till you return. Gideon hurried home, roasted a young goat. Well, now, wait a minute, God don't have nothing to do with no meat. Have you not read? Three people came to Abraham's house and he said, Sarah, quick, make some pancakes. And he roasted a calf too. And they sat down and ate. Anyway, Jesus ate fish on the side of the... See how we get these stupid rules? It's fish products only, you know. It's got nothing to do with what you eat. It's what's in your heart. Do you love your brother? Oh, but I watch my vitamins. Do you love your brother? Oh, but I watch my... And, you, and you are, you're a murderer if you hate your brother. So all that vitamin counting and stuff like that didn't mean nothing. Okay, anyway. All right, the angel agreed. I'll stay here till you return. 
Gideon hurried home, roasted a young goat, and baked some unleavened bread from a bushel of flour, then carried the meat in a basket and broth in a pot. He took it out to the angel who was beneath the, uh, whatever, some tree or whatever. Let's see it. And presented to the angel said, place the meat and the bread on the rock over there and pour the broth over it. Okay. When Gideon followed the instructions, the angel touched the bread and meat, with the meat and bread with his staff, and flame, and it fire flamed up from the rock and consumed them. Suddenly the angel, boom, was gone. Well, it scared the poop out of him. Look what he says. Gideon realized that it indeed had been the angel of the Lord. He cried, alas, oh Lord, for I've seen the angel of the Lord face to face. It's all right, the Lord replied. Don't be afraid, you're not going to die. You know, this same story happens all through the scriptures. The angel of the Lord came to Daniel one time too. Daniel thought it was going to kill him too, but it didn't. Okay. Anyway, also Samson's parents, the same story. It's all right, the Lord replied. Don't be afraid. You'll not die. Gideon built an altar there, named it. Now look at this. The altar of peace with Jehovah. The altar is still there. This is what's so cool. The old rugged cross on a hill far away. Guess what? That place is over there. Thank God. We're not worshiping something that we don't know nothing about. Israel is a real place. You can Google it on your phone. You can actually zoom in and see with a you know a drone flying over Golgotha. And you can go, praise the Lord, those places are there. All right, here we go. That night the Lord told Gideon to hit you. Look, this is great. Well, I mean, remember, Israel is under the control of the Midianites. Now they were supposed to be King Kong, but they were worshiping idols. They've lost it all. Now God says, okay, why? Because they cried out for help. Now he's raised up Gideon. Who has no power on his own, it's going to be Jesus. Isn't that right? We just need a smart guy. No, you just need Jesus. He's the smart guy. Okay, anyway, let's keep going. So here's what happened. That night the Lord told Gideon, hit your father's best ox to the family, look at this, to the family altar of Baal. Now that's that other stupid God. And pull it down. So he had to sneak in there. And he cut down the wooden idol of the, oh, this is a double God, the goddess of Asherah that stood nearby. Stupid people. Anyway, replace it with the altar of the Lord your God built on this hill, laying large stones carefully. So he just tore theirs down and he built the altar of Jesus right there. Okay. Then sacrifice the ox as a burnt offering to the Lord using the wood, <laughs> use the wooden idol as wood for the fire. Now watch the people of town get mad. And, and Josh, I mean, excuse me, Gideon's dad says something so smart. So Gideon took 10 of his servants, as did the Lord had command, and he did it at night for fear of the other members of his father's household. He was scared of his dad might get mad and fear them in the city. He knew what would happen if they found out who did it. Early the next morning, as the city began to serve, someone discovered the altar of Baal was knocked apart. The idol had been gone beside it, and the new altar had been built instead and the remains, with the remains of the sacrifice on it. Who did this? Everyone demanded. Finally, they learned it was Gideon, so-and-so's son. The son of Joshua. Bring out your son, they said. They shouted at Joash. He must die for insulting the altar of Baal and cutting down the Asherah idol. Now remember, who is this guy? That's the dad of Gideon who knew we need to be worshiping the Lord. Watch what he says. Joash retorted. Well, he needs to go to anger management. This is history. Man, I would have flamed back too. Does Baal need your help? <laughs> what an insult to a God. You're the ones who should die for insulting. If Baal is really a God, let him take care of himself for destroying uh, the one who broke apart his altar. From then on, look at that. Gideon was called Jerubbabel, nicknamed me, let Baal take care of him. Amen. 
Now, you can't go naming places and naming people if this stuff didn't happen. Well, here comes the fun part. Boy, these people are mad. So united afterwards, excuse me, so soon afterward, the armies of Midian, Amalek, and the other neighboring nations united in a vast alliance against Israel. Boy, now you've stirred up a hornet's nest now. Why don't you leave us alone? Where have you heard that before? Moses got them out of Egypt, and they said, were there not enough graves in Egypt? You brought us out here to die. Nope. They crossed the Jordan River and the Jordan and camped in the valley of Jezreel. The Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. He blew a trumpet, called to arms. The men of, of uh, Abijah came to him. He also sent messengers throughout Manasseh. In other words, he rallied up all the Jews. He could summon their fighting forces. All of them responded. They're going to have 30,000. Look what the Lord says. Then, the, then Gideon said to God, If you're really going to use me to save Israel, as you promised, prove it this way. I'll put some, here's the fleece. I'll put some wool on the threshing floor tonight. And if in the morning the fleece is wet and the ground is dry, in other words, this piece of whatever, blanket's wet, but the ground's dry, I'll know you're going to help me. Well, it happened that way. He got up the next morning, he pressed the fleece together and wrung out a whole bowl of water. Then Gideon said, now please don't be angry. Now, no way he's doing this. He already sees, oh, buddy, I got 30,000. They got about a million. (laughs) Uh, Can you, are you? Would you do this for me? That's what he did. Please don't be angry, but let it be one more test. This time, let it be dry and let everything else be wet. Well, boom, it happened. Okay. Uh, so the Lord did it that night. Okay, and it was covered with dew. Oh, here we go. We're just going to finish this story. Watch this. So Jerubabel, that, whoops, that was his name, remember? Oh, hang on. Somebody, yeah. We got a call from the Lord. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> that is Gideon. Uh, his other name and his army got up early start and they went as far as the spring of Harad. The armies of Midian were camped north of them down the valley beside this place. Okay. The Lord said to Gideon, notice what he said. There's too many of you. Now this is not a little spiritual story. Where this, this helps every one of us in this room. I just need a friend. That's all the friend you need. I need Phil. Where's Phil when I need him? I need Bob. I need Laura. I need... Y'all pray for me. And I, no, you don't. You just need Jesus. Watch this. The Lord said to Gideon, there are too many of you. I can't let you fight the Midians for the people of Israel will boast to me that they save themselves by their own strength. Send home any of the men who are timid and frightened. Boy, he lost a bunch. He lost two-thirds of them right there. Wow, look at that. But don't you think the Lord uses people? No. Mm -mm. He used ravens. Who did Jesus have help him when he died on the cross? Not a soul. It was just God. He didn't say, no, y'all, y'all help. It's going to be bad. No. God didn't need any of us. Here we go. Okay. So 22,000 of them left. Only 10,000 remained. The Lord said, still too many. Well, you know the story now. Bring them down to the spring. I'll show you which ones will go with you, which ones shall not. Gideon assembled them all at the water. There the Lord told them, divide them into two groups. The way they drink. Group one will be the one, the men who cup the water and get it in their mouths. Group two will be, you know, the ones like Chaz. Okay. They drink. Okay. Here we go. Uh, in group two would be those who kneel with their mouths in the stream. Only 300 of the men drank from their hands. All the others drank from the mouths of the stream. Now I'm going to stop here just a second. Some people will take this as a text. This is ridiculous. All that wonderful history that would have helped somebody and they'll go, the number 300 is a special number. It's used throughout blah, blah, blah. No, it's not. Missing the whole story. 
And when Jesus says, have you not read? You'd have to say, yeah, but Lord, you have to tell me the secret meaning behind. There was no secret meaning. The secret meaning was these Israelites were losing their rear end because they were worshiping other idols. They had nothing to do with Jesus. But they changed their mind. They said, I need the Lord. I'll conquer the Midianites with these 300 men, the Lord told Gideon. Send all the others home. So after Gideon had collected the, glaze, the, clay, the clay jars and the trumpets they had among them, he sent them home, leaving only 300. During the night, now remember what's happening. Gideon's thinking, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I had 30,000. I had a fighting chance then. Now I ain't got but 300. So that's what's going through his mind. Sometimes you might feel the same way. You're like, oh my gosh, if it was just not my back hurting, you know, I'd be okay. It don't matter if your back hurtings, your teeth hurting, whatever going, or you think you're falling apart. It don't matter. The Lord will take care of you. Don't watch this. Here we go. During the night, the Midianites camped in the valley below. The Lord said to get, hey, get up. Take your troops and attack the Midianites. I'll cause you to defeat them. But if you're afraid, you know, David wrote a song and said, at what time I am afraid, like right now, I will trust in thee. So when you're scared, trust the Lord. When you're scared, run to these stories. Read them. Anyway, if you're afraid, first go down to the camp alone. Now this is so good. And this is just like Jesus. Watch this. Take along your servant Pura, if you like. And listen to what they're saying down there. You'll be greatly encouraged and eager to attack. So he took, we'll just call him Peter, Pura. He took Peter and they crept down in the darkness to the outpost of the enemy camp. The vast armies, remember it was huge, okay, of Midian, Amalekite, and the other nations of the, uh, what is it, of the Midi- uh, Midianites, that's what it is. No, Mideast were crowded along like, look, look how many, like locusts, like the sand of the seashore. There were too many camels. Gideon, now remember, he's scared, but he's, because the Lord read his mail and said, hey, I know you're scared. Go down there and go listen. So he snuck down there and he's listening. Look what he, he does. He crept up to one of the tents just as a man inside had wakened from a nightmare and was telling his tent mate, I had a strange dream. There was this huge loaf of bread and barley that came tumbling down into our camp. It hit our tent and knocked it flat. The other soldier replied, your dream can only mean one thing. Now remember, Gideon's listening. Gideon, the son of Joash, the Israeli, is going to come and massacre all of the allied forces of Midian. Now why would he even sort of think that? All of the nations of the Middle East or whatever, when, when, when God showed out and got the, got the Israelis out from underneath Pharaoh, they were shaken in their boots because God got them out. They, remember the story when the waters split the Red Sea? And they sang that song, Miriam got a thing and she was singing. One of the verses was, all the nations in Canaan were trembling with fear. They were scared. I mean, our God is an awesome God and He's on our side. If we took some notes here trying to stay on the right side, wouldn't it be easy? Thou shalt have no other gods before me. That's pretty simple. And always cry out to Him. Pretty simple. So anyway, it can only mean one thing. We're dead. Okay. When Gideon heard the dream and the interpretation, all he could do was just stand there worshiping God. He returned to his men and said, Hey, get up! The Lord's going to use you to conquer the vast armies of Midian. Oh my gosh. See, you can't miss the details here. This was not a few people coming to get him. All he had was 300. He divided the 300 men into three groups. He gave every man a trumpet and a clay jar and a torch with it. And he said, this is my plan. When we arrive on the guard post of the camp, remember it's still pitch black, it's 2 or 3 in the morning. He told them, just do as I do. Get on your cell phones. There was no cell phones. He says, do as I do. 
and I and the men in my group will blow our trumpets, and you'll blow your trumpets, and we'll say, we fight for God and for Gideon. It was after midnight, the change of guards. Wow. We're almost done. We're going to stop right here. Watch this. The 300 men crept with him to the outer edge of the camp. Suddenly they blew their trumpets. They broke their clay jars so that their torches blazed in the night. Then the other 200 men, see they didn't have a text message. Once this group lit up, me and Bob, we sounded ours off. (laughs) Then Dustin, he fired his off and then these guys start screaming. Holding the flame torches in in their left hand, they shouted, For the Lord and for Gideon. Then they just stood and watched. As the whole vast army began rushing around in panic, shouting and running away. For, anyway, they started killing themselves. Oh. For the Lord caused confusion. Uh, anyway, for in the confusion, the Lord caused the enemy troops to begin fighting, killing each other from one end to the other. And they fled in the night to places as far back or whatever, these places. Okay, then Gideon sent uh, for the troops of Naphtali, Ashtar, and he tried to get these other guys to come, told them to come chase, the destroy, chase and destroy the fleeing army of Midian. Gideon also sent messengers throughout the hill country of Ephraim, summoning troops who seized the fords of the Jordan River, thus preventing the Midianites from escaping, going across. And these two generals, Oreb and Zeb, the two generals, they were captured. Oreb was killed at the rock known by his name, Zeb by the wine press. Woo! I mean, look, wow, we see the details. And actually, this fight goes on, but we're going to stop. It goes right on into the next chapter. They're chasing them, they're chasing them, they're chasing them, they're chasing them. They wiped them all out. Historic is what took place there. And then for the next 40 years, everything was cool. And then when Gideon, when he kicks the bucket, they go, where'd that Baal idol go? We want to worship Baal. And they go downhill again. But remember what Gideon said, where are the miracles? Where are the miracles? Well, ain't supposed to be no miracles. Oh, yeah, there is too. Jesus said, you'll see greater things than this. Praise the Lord. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We just appreciate you that you're always there. Praise the Lord. Where are your miracles? We got them. Hallelujah. We're looking for your help when we're in trouble. Just like what happened to Gideon here. Doesn't matter who's around, how many people we got on our side. Doesn't matter. We have you. So, Lord, if we're not feeling good today, medical report or whatever, you'll take care of that. Hallelujah. Same thing's true financially. And the same thing's true if we're facing any problem. What could it be that you couldn't bail us out? And you will. So that doesn't leave anything left but for us to keep telling others what great things you're doing in our life to tell others about Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Well, that's Gideon. Hallelujah.